You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And today is the first of a two-part episode on getting what you want. And this one is called Resolutions. I'm going to suggest that rather than make hollow resolutions or set unrealistic goals that go nowhere or pay lip service to the idea of achieving something, I want to invite you to think of the future in a different way so that you can be more self-motivated, self-directed, self-accountable and self-responsible. There's a lot of selves in there. But seriously, this is important stuff. Most people start goals that they think are exciting or that they think they should do and they're caught up in the moment of making resolutions. But often those things are not what people truly want and so they don't persist and they fail. So before we go into the concept of resolutions and how to make foolproof resolutions, let's touch on the backstory, which is motivation. I want to talk about building intrinsic motivation or motivation that comes from within. And when you have that, you can make resolutions that you can 100% commit to and follow through on. So to start with, I want to talk about extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation. because This is an important platform for you to set resolutions that you can actually achieve. Most of the people I coach aren't that good at setting and achieving goals. That's why they come to me. They need that help to get started and to keep going. And what I've noticed is that for the most part, it's because they lack self-awareness. So they're not good at taking responsibility for their actions or being self-accountable. They don't know who they are or where they're slipping up or what they actually want. And because they lack that self-awareness, it compromises them and their ability to take action. And what's really interesting is that a lot of the time when people lack self-awareness and don't follow through on things, they don't take responsibility, it stems from an over-reliance on other people's opinions, validation and praise. Let me just say that again because it's really important. The reason that a lot of people aren't good at setting and achieving goals is because they're overly reliant on other people and their opinions, validation and praise. And that's called extrinsic motivation. It's when the motivation to act and the impetus to continue comes from other than yourself, comes from other people, other things from outside of you. And as long as extrinsic motivation is a big driving force in your life, then you'll struggle to be self-motivated, self-directed, self-accountable and self-responsible because you'll just keep relying on other people to do those things for you. Makes sense, right? So why do we rely on extrinsic motivators? Why do we rely on other people? Well, because it's easy. If you have to be accountable to someone else, it's often much easier than trying to do it for yourself but it's also unfulfilling and frustrating it means that you end up on a hamster wheel letting life just happen to you and responding to life being swayed by what other people think and want and say and perhaps never truly exploring what you want and why And while there are circumstances where yeah you surely need to seek external advice or opinions totally get that. 
if you have an overfocus on extrinsic motivation, it's a sure path to feeling powerless and helpless, to doubting yourself because you're putting your future and your life in other people's hands and you're not trusting your own judgment and what you think is important. So I want to offer you an alternative rather than giving your power away. I want to help you to start thinking for yourself about how you want to be, how you want to show up, what's important to you, what you stand for, what you believe in and how you will get what you want. And to help you to start acting on those things in your own way, in your own time. That is self-actualization. That's what coaching can lead you into. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk to you about intrinsic motivation. It's a key trait of people who have an impact in the world. Intrinsic motivation is an energizing of behavior that comes from within you out of your own will and interest for the activity at hand. You don't get or need any external rewards to motivate you into action. Your reward is the behavior itself. There are a few ways to become more intrinsically motivated and two that I like and that I think is part of a two-step process is firstly, discovering who you are and what you want. I think you have to start there to know what's possible and what the gap is that you want to close. And then when you discover who you are and who you want, the second part is to invest in yourself to increase your skills and knowledge and self-efficacy so you can start taking action towards what you want. So today I'm going to talk about that first part, discovering who you are and what you want as part of the bigger concept of setting resolutions that will actually be stickable. <laughs> Here's the thing, when you know who you are and what you want, then your, your ability to be self-motivated and self-directed is far greater. You have so much clarity. You don't need other people's opinions to help you get there. And when you gain that level of self-awareness, you're better equipped to work out which actions you need to take and what you might need to learn, which is where that second part comes in. If this is sounding all a bit theoretical, I've got an example for you. Let's say that you've reflected on who you are and done a bit of work to become self-aware. You've observed yourself and figured out what you like and don't like. And what you've come up with is the realization that you're really good with your hands. You're really good at understanding how things work. You're really good at building or constructing things. You love creating things. You've figured those things out about yourself. So let's just say that you decide you want to become a craftsperson in that area, like carpentry, for example. And so then you go, okay, I want to be a carpenter. I love building things. I need to go and do some training and get qualified in that area if I want to make it my life's work. So you can see in that simple example, when you discover what you're good at and what you love, you can pave the way to be self-motivated and pursue the path that you wish to take. Makes sense, right? Now, I know not everything in life is that simple. It can take time to work out who you are and what you want and how to get it. And I know because as a coach, that's a big part of what I help people do. It's the first part to achieving a goal is saying, who am I, what do I want and what's possible? Obviously, that takes a lot of time, but today I want to offer you a few ideas to get started on the journey of discovering and developing yourself and figuring out who you are and what you want. And then in the next episode, I'll cover investing in yourself. So let's get started. 
Now let's come back to the concept of resolutions. What is a resolution exactly? I started this episode saying that a lot of people have these resolutions or set goals for the year ahead and then don't follow through on them. So let's say, well, what is that definition? What does it really mean to set a resolution? Are we doing it right in the first place? The Cambridge Dictionary Online says that a resolution is a promise to yourself to do or not to do something. So resolutions are unwavering commitments to do something or to not do something. If you think about the strict definition of a resolution, they are things that you need to be pretty certain about. You have to want them badly enough and they have to be realistically achievable. How many things can you truly commit to in that way? Absolutely, 100% not negotiable. Interesting question. If you think about it, there are probably a few things that are really that important to you and probably only just a few people that you would commit to in your life. So if you think about resolutions that way, it's actually pretty powerful because it gives you laser focus and helps you trim down to what's most important to you. And that's going to mean that your will to pursue it and your chance of succeeding is going to be much higher. It's going to mean that you'll be willing to invest more time and energy to see things through, to finish things, to do things properly, if it's something that you're truly passionate about. And when you take this approach to anything, you're more likely to succeed. It's just a function of your level of commitment. So let's now go to the next step and talk about outcomes versus habits. Let's say that you have a resolution in mind. There's another thing that you need to think about. There's something really important that defines a resolution that can be achieved. Yes, you must be clear on the outcome that you want, but you also must be clear on the habit that you need to do consistently to get there. Please definitely start with defining the outcome or result you'd like to achieve by the end of the year or by the middle of the year or whatever it's going to be. But then do the next step. Identify the consistent action that will eventually yield that outcome or result. Here's an example so you've got some context. Let's say that your resolution is to lose 10 kilos this year in weight. And then the habits that you would need to do consistently to get there might be exercising for 240 minutes per week and eating from a certain size plate at dinner time. Obviously, you might be working up to that and doing that consistently, but it's really clear that you need both parts to achieve your resolution. You need both types of goal. You need the outcome and you need to articulate the specific habit or habits that you need to do. One last thing on resolutions that work, it's all about keeping it simple. Whatever you aim for, I really want you to succeed. So I'm going to invite you to keep it simple and set one realistic resolution for your professional life and one around your personal life. Or you can just choose one of those areas rather than both. But that's it. That's the whole deal for the coming year and nothing more. Sure, I know you might be a high achiever. Maybe you're a perfectionist. Maybe you're somebody who's used to being very productive, who has a lot of responsibilities and can juggle lots of balls. Great. Good for you. But let me ask you this. How pleasurable is it to be juggling so many things 
and trying to achieve things all of the time. I bet you it's draining and actually overwhelming and tiring. Sure, you get a sense of achievement from doing those things, but it's fleeting. And then the predominant feeling that's left as you're going through the motions every day, trying to keep all of those plates spinning and wheels turning is exhaustion. It's fatigue. And it's time away from the people you love and the things you enjoy and the joy in your life. So rather than have multifaceted resolutions or numerous goals, I'm going to invite you, as I said earlier, to choose one thing that you would like to master for the coming year. I invite you to think about a goal that will help you achieve things in other areas of your life as a virtue of having accomplished this one thing. I know you can commit 100% focus to one thing. I know that's possible. So please do it this way and you'll succeed. Think about all of the people you know who have achieved things in their lives. Sure, you see them on social media and you see the highlights real in their before and after, but what you don't see is the months or even years of consistent work to get that result. You know it's there though, right? And if you want to achieve a specific outcome, focus on it singularly and at the expense of other activities that are robbing your time and energy. Robert Kiyosaki uses the acronym FOCUS to summarise this beautifully. He says... The word FOCUS stands for follow one course until successful. Now let's dive into your professional life and personal life and figure out exactly what you want and what you'll need to do consistently, the habit that you'll need to do to get that outcome. I'll give you some examples, but before we go in there, I'd like you to think about something that you have a real burning desire to achieve that's most important for you to get under control or something that you would dearly love to habituate and have part of your normal life without ever having to fret or worry or obsess over it again. Make 2021 your year to nail it. Make sure that you have no other distractions and you will have the best chance of success. Let's start talking about your professional life. If this is relevant for you, stay tuned. And if not, hang in there because we'll talk about your personal life soon. Here are some questions you can ask yourself to get clear on what you want. Firstly, what is it that you want to achieve in your professional life? Do you want to become a leader in a field, achieve some sort of fame, win an award or make a difference in a particular area? Maybe you could ask yourself, where would you like to be five years from now? How far advanced would you like to be from where you are now? Or would you like to be doing the same thing you're doing now, only better or more of it? What's your burning desire in terms of your work or your career or your business? Is there something that you're currently not doing but would love to pursue more deeply as a specialty? I encourage you to write these questions and answers down and to think deeply about them and to be as specific as possible in defining what you want. And then list as many reasons as possible why each one is important to you. After you've done this brainstorming exercise, and it's going to take you an hour or two maybe, the winning resolution is going to be something that's so specific and so important to you that you'll have at least five very good reasons for doing it. That's how you can tell. That's the criteria for coming up with a resolution that's stickable, doable, realistic and most likely to succeed. I know that you might want to be doing more than that, but focus on that one thing because as you start working towards it, you'll realize there are so many little things that you need to do along the way. You don't have space for any more than one. 
Here are some ideas that might help you think about what you'd like to achieve in your business and the habits that you might need to form to get there. Here are some specific outcomes that you might be aiming for. Maybe you want to launch your first eight-week program and that's your focus for this year. Maybe you want to help 100 people to lose 10 kilos each. Maybe you want to work with 50 people who are stressed and anxious to feel calm and more mindful. Maybe you want to set up all of your business systems this year. That's your goal so that your customers have a more streamlined experience with you and can engage with your business more easily, quickly, and for lower car abandonment rate, for example. Perhaps your outcome goal is to create a Facebook group and to have 2,000 members in there by the end of the year. Maybe it's to succeed in securing government funding for a project that you'd like to do. Maybe your goal is to deliver four signature talks next year with at least 20 people in each one so you can get them interested in your next program or service. Maybe your goal is to master Instagram and develop a following of 5,000 people by the end of the year. It might be something different, but those are examples of very simple, specific, clear outcome goals. They've got numbers around them. They've got clear targets to reach. They're not vague, they're specific. Some of them could actually be more specific, but they're just examples. The next tip is what is the consistent habit behind that outcome? It could be something like this. The habit could be to publish one blog per month that leads to either your lead magnet or a promotional webinar or your signature talk. Maybe your consistent habit needs to be to show up in your Facebook group every day and interact with members in an authentic, meaningful way to build that relationship so they'll eventually buy something from you. Maybe the habit is to plan your working week every Monday morning first thing and review every Friday afternoon last thing to help you manage your workload. Maybe your habit is to commit two hours per week to building and learning systems. Maybe your habit is to attend a networking event every month and follow up with two people after every event you attend. Or maybe your habit is to work with your own coach twice a month for at least six months to help you actually implement the changes you want to make and get help with the obstacles along the way. This is a list, a general list. Choose your most important outcome with the five whys behind it and then identify the critical habit that you must do no matter what to get there. Then, of course, develop a schedule and put those habits into your calendar as not negotiable time slots. This is where coaching can be really useful to help you with accountability. That's your professional life. Now, what about your personal life? If this is your jam and you want to set a goal or create a resolution, I invite you to think about one thing that you'd really like to master next year in your personal life and figure out how you'll get there or what support you might need. Here are some examples. Maybe the specific outcome that you're aiming for is something like to be calm, present and mindful each day so that you can go to bed and sleep well at night. To be 10 kilos lighter, to be a role model to your family and the area of health and fitness, to be authentic in your business and in your life, to run a marathon, to learn to play a musical instrument competently, to learn how to draw figures, to build a productive vegetable patch, to learn how to surf. Obviously, you'd want to be more specific and put a, a date on it, which could be by the end of next year. 
But those are some of the outcomes that might come up in your personal life. So what are the consistent habits behind those outcomes that you would need to do to schedule in and actually follow through on? They could be things like, I'll be switching off work at 5pm every day no matter what. That might be something that you're building up to. So these habits are the ones that you want to develop, not that you start with, you're working towards them. Maybe the consistent habit you need to do is not working weekends so that you're allowing the time and space to pursue whatever it is that you want to do. Maybe you'll be drinking water instead of alcohol. Maybe drinking a maximum of one coffee per day. Maybe it's exercising for at least 20 minutes five days a week. Maybe it's spending two hours per week in the garden. This is one of mine, actually. I have it scheduled in. <laughs> Maybe it's completing a series of weekly or monthly lessons or workshops so you can develop a skill like learning to play an instrument or training for a sport. Maybe it's spending an hour a day quality time with your family so that you can be that role model for them. Once again, this is a, just a general list of examples, but you need to choose your most important outcome that you want for your personal life with the five whys behind it, the thing that is most meaningful to you, and then figure out what the critical habit is that you must do no matter what. Then develop a schedule and put it in your calendar. So let's wrap up what I covered today. I talked about the fact that resolutions can be achieved if you build intrinsic motivation. You need to start there to really truly own the resolution. Then you need to get clear on one specific thing you'd like to achieve in your personal life and perhaps one in your professional life as well. From there, you need to identify the core habit that you will do consistently to get there. And then, of course, comes the action part. You have to schedule that action into your calendar and get started. And as I said, it's about starting small and building up toward consistency. You might not be able to exercise for 20 minutes five days a week, but you can start with two minutes on one day a week and build up from there so that the habit becomes entrenched over a period of months. It's the action part that's really important and you need to make time for it. When you commit this amount of focus on one thing and you do it consistently and gradually increasing in amount over, over time, you can only succeed. Thanks for listening today. I look forward to seeing you in part two where I'll be talking to you about investing in yourself. Have a wonderful new year and I'll see you on the flip side.